Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is with Joe McAdam and it's all about Halloween things because it's almost Halloween. We talk a little bit about John Carpenter and Boris Bobby, Bobby Boris Pickett, uh, two people that Joe has recently written about on Recommend If You Like, and that's the site that I run, riylmag.com. Joe is our biggest contributor, and t- today's Bobby Boris Pickett piece is just absolutely fantastic it's worth your time it's a fun fun piece and i absolutely love what joe pitched for the next halloween movie so go to riylmag.com for that it's also linked in the podcast description this is your 15 of the show we will be having an anniversary show at the hungry brain in chicago illinois on december 23rd tickets for that will be available soon we might do a dc one not sure about that yeah let's keep it spooky here's joe how are you I'm good. How are you doing? Horrible. Why? What's up? What's going new, on? New kid means no sleep and everyone's miserable and you just think horrible, I feel, dark I feel thoughts. Fantastic. I'm glad you feel fantastic. <laughs> well rested. Los Angeles Spry. based comedian actor Joe McAdam. I'm glad you're well rested. I woke Childless. up, had a cup of coffee and sunned myself. It's beautiful out. Yeah. You ever don't wish you moved to you, LA sooner? Don't you love your kids. I'd love my kids, but I also oh, okay. But it's those, you know, between anytime you're up and you don't want to be between one a.m. and like six a.m. You're just like what trying do you to figure. Do? What? Like, what's the what's the routine? When what you're do up? I do? Yeah. What do you? Just, do? He just like wants it, to hang out. The the six week old just wants to hang out. Yeah, but do you do you split your attention between like all right, I'll kind of like hold the baby and bop around a little bit, and then also like. I don't know, read or watch a thing or like play Tetris or something. Yeah, uh, you can do all those things, but you're miserable because the kid's screaming. That's mm-hmm. why you're up because you need yeah. to feed the kid. And if and we found out that the kid has got the same problems as the other kid, which means like allergic to milk, which means new diet, which that's means, like the number one food for a baby. That is. That's like what they love. That <laughs> they is sweet tarts. Milk. So. <laughs> we got her update his diet, which means like he's just screaming and he's miserable. So he's like every time he's eating, he's screaming, and then he's pooping more because he's allergic, and that makes him scream. So it's like a it's a lot of screaming. It's the scream poop cycle, yeah. So I did read the entire Scream Five and Scream franchise Wikipedia over the last few weeks. <laughs> I did. I read the yeah. Nev Campbell Wikipedia. I like I like getting into long running horror franchise lore. Well, I, this all started because of you. Like four or five years ago, you wanted to review a John Carpenter concert, and you did, and thank you for doing that. And that got me into his music. And then earlier this month, October of 2022, you wrote about what the next Halloween should be. And that made me rent the original Halloween, the 2018 Halloween, and now in the docket are the, the final, the quote-unquote final two Halloweens, right? I'm not a horror fan, but I love your passion of, around these films. And, and maybe even more importantly, I love John Carpenter's actual life. He's great. I mean, yeah. he's an untouchable, you know, inspirational uh, director and musician. So... For those that don't know, could you explain John Carpenter's career since, I don't know, say They Live? Most people know John Carpenter as the Halloween guy, or then they might know him as the They Live guy or the The Thing guy. But other than that, he's been not quiet, but he's had a certain level of fame that's not on par with the lead actress of Halloween. Yeah. 
he's basically been, um, you know, I, I think in, in the the formative uh, age, you know, age for a director when they're entering into the studio system and stuff, he took some big swings. They didn't pan out monetarily at the time. And so he kind of got relegated to uh, some cheaper movies. And uh, most of them are fantastic. Um, and I think after a while, he's just he just got so sick of being treated really poorly by Hollywood. Uh, that he's like, you know what? I don't have to do this. And he didn't. And he stopped. Uh, and so he just, he, he is very vocal about it now. And it, I feel like it goes viral on Twitter all the time. But he's just like, I just get paid whenever they make a new Halloween movie. I get to uh, do what I want now because of that. And I'm, I have shitloads of money. And I get to play music with my son and uh, godson and smoke weed and play video games all day. And it kicks ass. But also, he's also making the music for at least the David Gordon Green Halloweens. I don't know if he did the zombie <laughs> ones. but No, he didn't do the zombie ones, but he did, he did um, yeah, do the scores for the, the newer trilogy of Halloween. And it's great because it's pretty much the same <laughs> score. It's not, he's not adding a shitload. He, he, no, no, that's really all he's doing. It's like, here, now, now there's a, a second synth. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Uh, I, I think he is a, uh, yeah, I, I, we would call him a, a check cashing king. He's great. He's really, he's doing it. Uh, it, it like, he, you know, he gave the, the new movies his blessing. He's like, cool, whatever. This sounds good to me. He seems very laid back about the whole thing. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like, that's the, that's the dream is the John Carpenter career is, is absolutely uh, my dream, at least. Yeah, I think the older I get, the more I realize that that's the goal. It's not that dissimilar to the Jeff Tweedy lifestyle where you're at this level where you're probably never going to worry about money again. And most everywhere you go, no one knows who you are, but the few people that do love you. And yeah, uh, you get to hang out with your kids all day. Yeah, he's 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 having a great time, it seems. Um, What how I don't understand the the people that have the. uh, the, 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 the grind mentality. I don't understand this. Uh, the people that, yeah, the, like the, you see, you turn on TV and how many commercials is Kevin Hart in? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's just like, just stop it. You are good. You're good. <laughs> yeah. You're you totally good. You play football stadiums on your comedy tour. Yeah. And I, that's the part that it's like, okay, keep doing that. That's fun. That's mm-hmm. great. You, you make a ton of money doing it. And that's, that's a way to keep yourself active. And it's your passion, I, I, I would imagine. Um, but like, we don't need all What if it's stuff. just baking? What if it's competitive baking and he it doesn't have be. any time for it because he's he too could, busy? He, he should be doing, I don't know. I mean, I'm, listen, I'm not going to tell somebody what to do with their life, but I, I don't need to see him on TV every day. I, I, I kind of resent when I have to see a person every single day and I don't know them. <laughs> what about the rock? I don't, I don't like him either. <laughs> I don't like either of those guys. Sure, I don't sure. like the rock uh, at all. <laughs> sure. Today you wrote one of my favorite pieces we've ever written. I recommend if you like, it's about Bobby Boris Pickett and one of the smartest name drops in a song ever. Uh, he's the guy that does the monster mash. And the song yep. st- ends with "Tell them Boris sent you." I think, or it's it's in the song. Right, he name drops himself in the song. Brilliant, yep. brilliant move. Not a lot of people know he's got an entire career of Halloween-based novelty music. 
Is that fair to say? Is it is it novel if you do uh, fifty? <laughs> yeah, because Doctor Demento novel? is still novel. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's but Doctor Demento will do songs about like uh, you know like uh, non Halloween specific. Songs. Yeah, the the I feel like by the definition of novel, it means like new and interesting. Well, and it was it new every be... time you released a song. <laughs> But, Bobby Pickett has written dozens of songs about Halloween. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. So is I mean, Rob Zombie. Is he a novelty just, artist? I. That's debatable. I don't know. Let's debate I, it. I guess, I'd say I yes. Guess, At this point, yes. White Zombie, um, Rob Zombie, no. Rob Zombie solo career, yes. Speaking of, just so, total sidebar, did you see Rob Zombie's The Munsters? I tried multiple times because The Munsters is legitimately my favorite sitcom of all time. <laughs> and you didn't like the movie. Unfortunately, this is stunning to me. I did not. I, I know people that it. do. I love the movie because it was so it bad. It's good to me. Like it was. Well, that's, here's the deal. The way I've interpreted this and correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't have a deep history of watching the TV show, the monsters, but it felt like an old TV show. Like the jokes are corny. Yeah, yeah. The acting, the acting is is like uh, over the top, like black and white TV acting to, it, which is like one step away from like silent film acting. You know. Oh sure. And but- I thought that that's like okay, he recreated to a T as close as you can what the show was. That, that show. Correct or not? It, no, because you're missing the most important part of the monsters, which was the casting. I think the cast of the monsters was better than the cast of the Adams family. The the on screen okay. chemistry between Herman and Lily was perfect, and Al Lewis's grandpa was perfect. And gotta love Al Lewis. The, my favorite NBA inside hook, inside jam. What was that show? Remember the Saturday morning NBC NBA show? Inside stuff. NBA inside stuff. Thank you. Uh, they had Al Lewis go to a, a New York Knicks game at the Garden in a coffin. <laughs> it's great. Al Lewis is. I, I have a soft spot for Al Lewis. So that's what's lacking in this. The, the tone is fine. I'm fine with the tone, but there's two things. It's one is the casting, and number two, that was a 22 minute sitcom, and there wasn't always a, a very solid act structure, and everything made sense within the world, where none of this. <laughs> You're right about this. Structurally, we're, we're, this movie is what is going on. Yeah, there's no. It doesn't make sense, and that's uh, it, I, th- a I respect it though. I respect. Oh sure, it because... I respect it too. I'm also really glad it didn't do well because for the majority of people, <laughs> this won't be the monsters to them. It's not for. It's not for them. It's it's not for uh, the the average audience. But it is. I who's think, it for? It. I think it's for me. <laughs> and <laughs> I bet Rob liked it. It's. Oh, yeah. I'll say this. It's one of the only movies that it just keeps going with no plot structure, <laughs> and then it ends with finding a big box of money. That's like the end of the movie. Is that like? Oh, and then a guy comes back from was in earlier in the movie. He's like, "Hey, I have money for you guys," and then they just go, "Yay!" <laughs> and then that's it. <laughs> I love that. I think that is the funniest way you can end a movie. I'm not. Uh, I'm not disagreeing whatsoever. <laughs> I love a lot of the ideas behind it. I like that there's a nod to Living Dead Girl. In the oh, neon. I didn't even. I didn't yeah, even get when it. Uh, the... when Nosferatu and Lily are on their date and they and they stroll through the like town before Nosferatu does a dance for seemingly no reason. Mm-hmm. There's a a neon sign for Live Dead Girls. Oh yeah, there we which go. is nice. That's fun. Uh, no, there's a lot I like about it, and uh, it's the perfect level of. Uh, not doing well for someone whose favorite TV show was The Monsters. 
I mean, that's you're you're in an, in a small club. I feel yeah, like. no one cares. No one cares. Show. And you're not a hundred years old. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would I would expect it from from an old person. But. No, I loved it. I I don't know. I I think I like it because it's not. It seems more sincere than the Adams family. That's also, okay. It, it was like yeah, debate was the quick. Adams family versus the monsters. Then yeah, the Adams yeah. family was the Nirvana to this to the Stone Temple Pilots monsters. <laughs> Print it, yeah. That's <laughs> and both shows were a reaction to Guns N' Roses' success, which was uh, Velvet Revolver came around, and that's the Adams Family yeah, '90s in, version. In the the and then uh, Lincoln Park sitcoms. singing with STP, that guy. That's the current Adams Family animated version. Uh, yes. Okay. The, so you the, get it. Yeah. No, I, I I get it. Where? But where do the um. I guess the uh, the the monsters movies from the late '90s and early 2000s fit in. What the TV director TV one? Not director TVs. The made for TV ones. I think they were made for TV. The made for TV ones are don't to me they count as movie pilots. <laughs> so like they don't really exist because they just don't. Which is a stupid way to think about anything. Like they weren't in movie theaters. Whatever distribution platforms matter. <laughs> like it, it doesn't matter. I don't know. I don't care about count. those. No, I don't care about those because yeah, I don't think the fan culture was as dominant as it was now as it is now. So I don't really care. They had like is I think Al Lewis was in all those. <laughs> Al Lewis. I think Butch Patrick was too. All right. So here our theme today is is hustlers, people that are on the grind mindset. Al Lewis. He love does him. a version of it that I respect. Love it. Bobby Bobby Boris Pickett love did it. it in a way that I don't love. I I respect the like, hell out of him. But so like so I'm putting camps of like Kevin Hart and Bobby Pickett in one. Oh then, no, because no one was asking Bobby Pickett to do these things. People are Kevin Hart's not being like I really that like make to do it a, worse and he's delusional. No, that makes it sincere. <laughs> There's a fine line between all of this. He's doing it because of the joy spooky songs bring him. I don't know if that's He's true. not making any money on these songs. But he thought he would be. That is probably true. He's dead by the way. For those I think he died he died the year before this show started. So he died in 2007, knew yes. this show was coming, and we would have his legacy. I love Perhaps the monster. the reincarnation of of Bobby Boris Pickett. That's how reincarnation he went works. out and you came up. 25-year-olds get reincarnated all the time. Yep. I didn't think of the sadness of Bobby Boris Pickett until right now, probably because I'm sleep deprived, but I can't talk about it because my wife is more sleep deprived. So that makes me the asshole. You know what I you mean? You don't want to be a complainer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That being said, th- those are dark hours, both figuratively and literally. You're just you're thinking horrible, horrible thoughts. Something that you might do if you're writing a parody song about monsters coming to life and dancing. And with joy <laughs> with their family so i get it i yeah i mean you have to cope with the darkness of reality any way you can um and i would never judge someone for how they choose to do that you literally just did and the said the premise of this episode is judging those people you didn't let me finish unless you're bobby <laughs> boris pickett you didn't let me finish at all <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's a maybe a better question: Can you be a a bad person, a hustler type person, but your hustle is surrounded by Halloween? 
I think John Carpenter is great. He's not a hustler guy, right? I think Rob Zombie is a hustler guy. His entire gimmick is based around 45 days surrounding Halloween, musically, the films, the theme parks, etc. Uh, Bobby Boris Pickett, obviously. But those guys don't bum me out in the same way any uh, religious person does. <laughs> okay. I mean, any religious person? Yeah, like, any. Like, even like, you know, like grandmas that are just like... They I, don't hustle I enough. They don't make, they don't make it any better. <laughs> are you talking about Larry Johnson, grandmama? Are we talking about NBA inside stuff again? Yeah, we're back on, we're back onto the NBA inside stuff with a moderate shot. You know, she was just my boss, his co-host for a minute. Who? What? The, the remember the co-host, not Ahmad Rashad, but the woman. Um. Yes. 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 What was her name? Do you remember? Yeah, I'm not gonna say because I don't want to look it up. Oh, sure. But she was my I... boss for a while at Huffington Post. How was so that? Horrible. We'd have conference calls with her, and there'd be like these random directives that she like heard from. Like her friend was like, "Hey, you should do a story on this." So then she would make like all the local teams do stories on this one thing that only like two rich guys in. The, the nicest parts of LA care about. So is was there a Hannah rival, Hannah uh, Storm? Was it Hannah Storm? It could be. I didn't really. I mean, I watched it a little bit, but I was also a child. I was a child too, but so I, I like to remember things and study and learn about my history. <laughs> <laughs> you're we. You know, if if you forget your history, uh, you're, you're doomed, doomed to, to repeat it. it. I mean. And, and I think that's just very true, especially about NBA inside stuff. And the monsters, not reboot. Yeah. I do yeah. love that Rob Zombie is like, you know what? Fuck it. My wife is in everything. I don't care. I'll John Carper, this. fuck it. My son, he's with me nonstop. That's how it goes. We're a yeah. team. And I think the, I think the monsters is a an appropriate like acting avenue for uh, Sherry Moon Zombie. I think she's um, you know she's in a lot of the Rob Zombie movies just because of their relationship, but. I don't think she's like a, an amazing actor or anything, mm-hmm. but I think it really worked for this. I thought it was like, all right, this is this is where this is where we do this. I hope that we find out she fucking hates Halloween. <laughs> she's just want, she wants to dress up in, in like Easter pastels <laughs> and yeah. I just love my husband, you know. I wanted yeah. to remake Easter Parade. I wanted Judy Garland's role. He said, "No, you're my Lily," and I well, looked that it, up. Yeah, there's. Uh, what if you were married to someone who was just every day Halloween? <laughs> Al Jurgensen from Ministry? Yeah. I'm married to yes. crackhead Al Jurgensen? Yeah, be, what if be you tough. were married to Al Jurgensen? I don't want to live in the desert doing peyote with Al. Can you can someone like that be with someone who's just what would be, you know, considered a normie? Are you talking about short men because both Rob and Al are very short? Are they? Yeah, they're both short dudes. Um, I didn't realize Rob, Rob has a, a large presence because of his tall hat. Yeah, Google Rob Zombie height right now. Oh no, is it going to be like? Is it really, really short? <laughs> Am I taller than He's, Rob Zombie? I think you are. I think. You, what's your height? I'm going to kick his ass. I don't really know. I think I'm like a, a, a five, six ish. I'm a short fella. Yeah. Well, no, you're medium. You're medium to short. It's a, It's. I would say that's an under, under average. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think was the average five eight. Yeah, it's, that's what they tell me. <laughs> that's <laughs> the, the doctors. <laughs> What's Rob Zombie's height? I didn't look it up. Please was do. I, was I, all right, I'll, I'll Google <laughs> Rob Zombie's height for you. And then do you Al. think this is going to be? You think this is going to be accurate? Like none of this, because it says five ten. 
that's what I'm getting. That's not on right. Here. That's it, not it, right. It's five ten. That's not right. My friend so, Jen wrote about this. That's not right. Look up Al. Al. Uh, <laughs> Al from the Munsters or Al Jordan or Alf. Just look up Alf height. Alf height. I sometimes when I get sad or I'm feeling Alf height, two feet nine inches. Nice. But um, <laughs> you said nice like I said he was sixty nine feet tall or something. Uh, he's. So, but sometimes if I'm feeling down and I need a boost, I'll Google Alf legs because his legs you don't see often in the TV show, but they're huge. He's got legs like tree trunks. Cool. It's unbelievable. I'm seeing that Rob Zombie's 5'8", and it was previously reported. This goes all over the place. Uh, Jen wrote a wonderful piece called Rob Zombie is Lying About His Height. I how would but so did she meet him? Is that how she knows or what? I don't know. I'm reading. I'm rereading it. All it says is just it's bullshit. <laughs> but they're counting One his time. cowboy hats and dreads and platform boots. Yeah, tall tall hats. He does all the gimmicks. You know, he does all the all the extra, you know, boosts. Yeah, she's going um, with five seven, and I think I agree with her. One time, I took a, a bus to a Halloween party. And on the bus, I was like, I think that's Rob Zombie. Cool. Of course, why would Rob Zombie be on the public bus? Uh, and then and then he started saying, I'm Rob Zombie, I'm Rob Zombie. <laughs> uh, out loud to everyone on the bus. Um, and it was just a man who kind of looked like Rob Zombie that was pretending to be Rob Zombie. <laughs> what it that's, was, my, that's my brush with fame. So on Halloween night, when you're going to a ho- costume party, and you yeah. see someone, you go, that must be the person. That must That's be the, the story. guy. <laughs> that must be the ghost. <laughs> it's a it's a perfectly crisp white bed sheet. Al Jurgensen is also 5'7". All right. What is it about short being short that makes you spooky? Uh, probably the needle drugs and the dreadlocks and the platform boots. Which came first? I guess the height obviously came yeah. first, but... <laughs> Clearly, it was the height, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> we've played my kid. I think I've played Monster Mash more than any song in the last uh, four years. Like, put it on a stereo, why? not like performed it. But why? Yeah, I love it. It's a great song. <laughs> it makes me happy. <laughs> All right. Because we have a, we we do the kids dance party right, and we have a Halloween edition. So we have this playlist that I've been like working on and off of for years, and clearly that's on there, and that's one that we never skip whenever it comes it, on. That's it's, the crown jewel, exactly. Um, for a while, it shows I'd have people stand for the national anthem, and I would play the Monster Mash because that's just a fun thing to do. Absolutely, um, it's a solid move. I love it. <laughs> that's it. That's really about it. Like it pleases adults and two year olds. Uh, there's chains in it. That's fun. Yeah, there's there's a bubbling cauldron. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a uh, it's a nice song about a father and a son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a the sequel song is about the son taking over. There's yeah. a, a it's it has a history, a rich uh, familial history. Um, yeah, no, there's no I I couldn't. It's it's a bulletproof song. What are you gonna What are you gonna say about the Monster Mash? It did a lot of things that are great. Uh, the following year, that was 62, 63, 
I've explored that this is maybe the friendliest year for major spooky-related releases. That's the start of the Adams Family, the Monsters. Uh, there's I have a Monsters surf rock record album. Like, not just regular Monsters. Just, I don't know how it's spooky surf music, but it is. There just seemed to be something in the culture was like, this is the year where everything needs to have a spooky edition of a normal thing. And then it well, just went away. I, I you know, it, it was the year Kennedy was killed. Um. I think that I think that weighed heavily on on a on a nation, and we've yet to recover. The the yeah, I mean, the outlet for that is obviously darkness. And uh, imagining if a mummy did the twist with a werewolf poolside, and that's just some ways you know that you you got to cope how you how you got to cope. Again, no judgment unless you are, of course, Bobby Boris Pickett. Who's dead? R.I.P. Yeah. Now the spookiest thing you can be. <laughs> dead. <laughs> Do you have Halloween plans? Um, I'm going to go see Danny Elfman uh, perform. Oh, that's at the, cool. At the old Hollywood Bowl. I'm 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 psyched. He's a spooky guy. And, is he doing uh, Oingo Boingo stuff, or is it just like this is the score to Nightmare it's Before all Christmas on the table? Oh, really? It's anything goes. Oingo Boingo. We're gonna maybe see the Pee Wee music. The Beetlejuice, whatever. We'll see. Of all the Elfman, uh, what's your which is your favorite? I it, hard to say. I love the Pee Wee music. I think the I think the most like perfectly. I don't know. He's he's great, but like the Batman theme is like wow, that's dead on. Like you, yeah, that's you really great. Defined the sound of Batman. That's amazing. Yeah. What is it? Sarah's song. What's the name yes, of the, char- know. the character in Nightmare Before Christmas? I don't, I'm not sure. That's my favorite of his scores slash soundtrack, whatever. Okay. But I'm the, not, well, in I, terms I of theme, I think... Lot, but I could get into it. In terms of theme, you're absolutely right. Catherine Hahn sings it. And so when they do that score at the Hollywood Bowl or whatever, she usually comes out and performs it. That's the reason why. I was wondering if it was a Elfman or Nightmare uh, performance. You know what I mean? It, it might be. I, if she came out as a guest, it would not uh, surprise me now. That's, yeah. that's cool. I, uh, something to look forward to, hopefully. That's awesome. And you've seen John Carpenter before. Yes. Is it a worthwhile live experience or are you just glad to do it just to see it? Oh, it's it's a good a good show. It's great. If you like especially if you're into his movies. But like I I was I was very lucky to see him on Halloween night and so everyone there is dressed up like Snake Plissken or Michael Myers or something and so it's just like this is this is great. They show clips of his movies and, and he does all the hits that you want to hear. And also his non score music is really good. I've only listened to his non score music because of you. It's great. I, and it's like all I listen to when it comes to the John Carpenter stuff. I never listen to the Halloween soundtrack or whatever because it's equally great spooky stuff, but it's not tied to anything. So maybe I have no attachment to it. Like I don't think of Michael Myers whenever I put it on. It's, fucking great i it's that and nine inch nails ghosts are like the exact they do the exact same thing and they both do it really really well yeah it's nice to give credit to john carpenter in this time of the year when most people don't remember him and he's overlooked uh you don't see him talked about constantly he's uh, listen anytime i can talk about him i will and if people think that me personally, I'm oversaturating the market with John Carpenter <laughs> talk. They can they can go fly a kite. When's the last time you flew a kite? It's been ages. 
What's my problem? <laughs> when was the last time you saw a non uh, a person without a child flying a kite? If you don't want to see that, no, that's, that's the horrifying. last thing you want to see. Benjamin Franklin, is that it? <laughs> what a, <laughs> is it the last time that what, happened? <laughs> what a childless creep! Uh, yeah, Ben Franklin, true pervert. I, I like uh, I like that we have a a figure, and I honestly, God, back to back to grind culture. Ben Franklin, pervert, sexual fetishist. Uh, and never was like, I got to be president. You know, he's he like, no, I got to travel and fuck. Yeah, I got to go to France and have sex in the, like that. He did is, it. And that should be the American dream instead of like the, I got to be the boss of everybody. Isn't that more and, the expat dream? I guess it could be. Yeah. I mean, but like, you don't ha- like now you don't have to go to France. You can go to France on the metaverse, man. You go to France <laughs> in your mind. <laughs> So Ben Franklin's the dream, dude. <sighs> How long do you think you're going to be on Twitter? How much longer, mm, I should say? I, I don't. Uh, I think that it's it's one of those things where it's like everyone says they're going to leave, and and I get it. It's it's bad, and it's getting worse. But it's like it's not going to be like a mass exodus unless they change the way it, it like functions. You know what I mean? Where it's like all the other old websites like that. It's like, oh, they don't do the thing that I got here to do anymore. Well, respectfully, you're wrong. MySpace did, and they never really stopped doing the thing that people signed up for. It's just Facebook stepped in. So that's not true. Mm, well, I'd have to I'd have to do more research. Well, Facebook changed. <laughs> Facebook dramatically changed. Yeah, they, they made it so it was more like interactive and like you get the likes and you get the re, the you know, response and the stimulus from people. Um, so I guess like I, I guess no one would be dumb enough to remove that at this point because they realize it's an addictive element, um, which is sick and gross and horrible, but uh, they're not going to get rid of it. But uh, maybe somebody creates a more addictive thing that we all jump to. <laughs> I just want to have a thing that's not run by an evil Republican billionaire, but that's like saying, I wish the sky wasn't blue. Yeah, I don't know how you get around this. You and can't, like, where where do you go? Like, if you, if you want to eat something or go to a store or do any, like, the people that are, that are in control of these places, you'd hate all their guts. Oh, for sure. Every last obviously, obviously. But... It was nice to pretend for a minute. I don't want to be reminded of it. Yes, that's that is the difference. Is that I think it's it's like a post-Trump thing where it's like we all knew things were bad, some more than others, but it's always been in the back of most people's minds. And then it's like, oh, now I have to be actively reminded of it every waking moment of my life that uh, there's an aggressor fucking me over <laughs> this goes back to not this goes back to john carpenter and halloween my wife vastly prefers the 78 version of the 2018 version because you don't see michael myers killing a kid you don't see the like 90 percent as much blood as as you do in the 2018 version all the stuff that makes it spooky isn't because it's seen it's because it's not seen and that's sort of been the problem with all this stuff all that stuff was always there there's always been this weird white guy that gets way too much credit. A lurking white lurking. guy, yes. But now it's like, oh, we get it. You don't need to show us that many close-ups of the mask. Like, it's better. Mm-hmm. It's it's scarier if he's not seen all the time. That's the difference. 
Yeah, and I, I, I agree. I think the, the original Halloween is probably my favorite slasher movie. But not your of favorite all, horror of, movie? I don't know about favorite horror movie. I think there's probably some some ones that, that can that can hang. I mean, I think uh, The Thing is maybe, or, or Alien or something. I don't, maybe those are slashers, but in a different way. But um, Is Texas Chainsaw Massacre a slasher movie? It's got to be, right? I, there, there's Listen, you're going to have to ask a nerd uh, that kind of question. I don't know what makes the, the, the definition you're of You're just a, a guy that rides the bus on Halloween and thinks everyone is everyone. <laughs> I think I see Rob Zombie in, in yeah, places that he would never be. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't know what the the, the key definition of, of what makes it a slasher is, but listen, you, it's because um, he I uses guess, a chainsaw. Yeah, he's not slashing. He's but you, more... can you can you slash with a chainsaw? I mean, slashing is a penalty in hockey. They don't have they have knives on their feet, but it's a stick based penalty. It's very it's a very fuzzy gray area. It, whether or not the sport of hockey is a slasher movie. We don't know yet. We're we're finding out. I don't, I uh, cut my face with a blade when I was a little kid. And, a uh, hockey yeah. blade? Yeah, a hockey blade. Or an ice skate blade, yeah. Out of... Uh, I hit the wall and I was really tiny. You know how like uh, small kids, their bodies are compact? Blade and they're smaller me. than a, a, a normal adult's body. Yeah, it usually. sliced me. Are you, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I got to wear a patch to school one day. That was pretty cool. Like a pirate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those guys are cool. Did you get a patch that was like a black uh, pirate patch, or did you get one that was like your skin tone? It was blue. They gave me a blue okay. one. That's I've never even seen that before. Mm-hmm. That's a third, a third thing I've never heard of before. Blue, blue eye patch. What a weird Halloween time. Hey, that's my costume this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna put on a, a blue eye patch and, and go as Brandon Weatherby when he was a, a boy who just cut his face on a, a hockey. You gotta wear wear a very problematic <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks jersey. Uh, all right, I'll do it again. I guess I, I guess I'll continue my streak. You'll of take off it your Chiefs gear and put on a Blackhawks jersey. It's not a great spot I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I am wearing a Chiefs shirt right now. As we speak. <laughs> so I'm wearing a Cubs shirt, and I'm now wearing only uh, sports related stuff. Of we talked about this of uh, where the team gets no money. Like a local artist designed, they they drew a cub, like a bear yeah. wearing a cub's uniform. That's the type of stuff I'm buying now. Hey, yeah, support local bear drawers. <laughs> ah, thanks for doing this, man. It, I, it's really my pleasure, and, and I, especially around the Halloween season. Yeah, this is a time when all of our short to medium height people, specifically people that are five seven, that at one point enjoyed needle drugs currently have dreadlocks in their 50s and 60s and wear platform boots get together and, and make money five seveners rise up <laughs> making money for one month uh quickly to go back to their drug caves watch uh, the monsters if i could albuquerque new mexico <laughs> get Who's more face albuquerque? tattoo yeah al lives in um, albuquerque it's does he do it because of the al yeah. association yeah Need to legally go to Albuquerque. Um, uh, yeah, I just want to say, watch the monsters. R.A.P. Al Lewis and um, Coach. Did I ever tell you that Al Lewis did commercials for a local party supply store in Kansas City? No, what? No, you didn't tell me. Please go on. Was that it? He he would do search for. Uh, I think if you, it was called the Paper Warehouse, but they would sell like you know, um, 
plates and balloons and things. And uh, and Al Lewis like did local commercials. And it was as a kid, you don't know the difference between local and real commercials. And I was just like, yeah, that's the guy from the Munsters. But he, I guess he lived in Kansas City and was just like, this is the, the paper warehouse. This is my place. I love this place, and I will do their commercials. And we're going to close the show with Al Lewis, the paper warehouse commercial. Thanks, Joe. If you love Halloween the way Grandpa does, you're going to love Paper Warehouse. I mean, they have a great collection of, of, of costumes, makeup, masks, everything for a horrifying Halloween. Yeah. Hey, I'll see you at Paper Warehouse. You, Me, Them, Everybody is produced by me, Brandon Weatherby. We've been doing this since 2008. This is year 15. We have a Patreon account. Please consider donating at youmethemeverybody.com and in this podcast description. The most recent year of shows is available in iTunes and Spotify. The first 15 years, all 15 years, all 900 plus episodes are available at youmethemeverybody.com. Follow us on all the social media handles you can think of. It's at sign Y-M-T-E. Our art is by Jillian Ron, and our music is by Daniel Knox. Thanks for listening, and have a wonderful day. I'll hunt the places that you've been sleeping, friends and family I'll be.